0: Welcome to the Kini Interviews. Through this series, you will meet leading practitioners from the water sector and hear their stories. Together, we will address water challenges and discuss how best to face them. Kini is the Malaysian word for current, and this initiative promotes the flow of ideas within the water sector. Today's Kinney interview is with Kia Fang. Kia is the Executive Director of Rainwater Cambodia, which is a non-for-profit organization that operates throughout Cambodia and has been in place since 2004. Rainwater Cambodia is quite effective and has a pretty tremendous track record that we'll speak about in terms of sanitation marketing, community-led total sanitation, and wash in Cambodia. Also, this NGO works on addressing some climate change challenges, particularly focusing on adaptation projects. I would like to start with a quick disclaimer, Uh, Kia speaks great English, but his accent can be a bit challenging to follow, however, for me, as soon as he got into the rhythm and began to reveal his stories, um, I had no issue with understanding, but I do want to let listeners know that, in the, especially in the initial stages, it could be a bit challenging. But hang in there because he is an outstanding interviewee and I really enjoyed this interview and I hope you will too. And with that, I'm Karen Delfo and I'd like to invite you to enjoy this Kinney interview with Kia Feng. So Kia, thank you very much for joining to speak with me today about Rainwater Cambodia and the amazing work that you're doing throughout Cambodia. I'm wondering if you can speak about your organization and your background and um, what, what you've been up to?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, my name is so I'm currently holding as the uh, executive Director for Rainbow Cambodia. So um, I have background, various background from the um, development sector, so I study in the sector. So I' have studied the uh, animal production and care, and also been working for a rural uh, development program before coming to the water sanitation projects and also um yes been involved with also uh, yeah uh, some uh, research books and then coming to Rainwater Cambodia and then I also uh, pursue my study on the MBA, and last uh, recently also I studied the uh, uh, development study also in uh, Switzerland. And uh, about Rainbow to Cambodia, so we are the uh, local NGO. So we established in uh, 2000, early two thousand four, and uh, our vision is a community uh, where uh, drinking water and sanitation are accessible and equitable. And the, the, our main mission is to support the uh, uh, community to find simple solution to access to water sanitation by strengthening the capacity and also strengthening the capacity of the uh, local entrepreneur to supply the demand. And until now, 2004, year now, we've been working over then 45 projects in development related to water sanitation and also was the uh, climate change adaptation. And yeah, I've been working in uh, 15 uh, provinces out of the 25 provinces capital in, in Cambodia also. And we have also various partners uh, uh, in and, and outside Cambodia also, and currently also we partner with engineer with Abode Australia, and we have also a partner with the uh, Some uh, NGOs who are working, operating in Cambodia right now, so as uh, 48 people in it, and UNICEF as well. Yeah.
0: I think it's really interesting because you call yourself Rainwater Cambodia, but what you guys do is so much more than just providing rainwater harvesting systems domestically and institutionally. um, It's like, it almost seems like the approach that you have is to provide these Mm -hmm. locally built domestic rainwater catchment systems for people yes. in order to engage them in behavior change and broader uh, approaches to better water management. Is that mm-hmm. that's what it seems like? Is that what happens? Can you talk about how that works?
1: Yeah, so um, actually, yes, we are Rainwater Cambodia, but uh, we are not only working on the um, uh, water solution by promoting uh, bo- rain, rainwater harvesting formalization. But this also includes also uh, sanitation hygiene and also some other solutions for what access water supply also and um, the main, two main uh, part of our intervention, one is about water sanitation facility designs, prototyping and construction management, and the second program is about. Was a uh, behavior change communication that is including behavior change, capacity building, and so on. Um, yes, yeah, some well of the uh, uh, exposures or, or campaign on the raising awareness about was. And uh, in the addition, also, we have uh, some uh, works a small tasks on the uh, some kind of feasibility study on accessible water and sanitation. So this is what we have involved also and um yeah we we work with also our local partners our our um, community group and also engage the government to participate in our program in implementation also
0: i'm wondering if you would be able to share a story about kind of from a to z almost a project that you guys have worked on and how you were how you first approached the community and how you found the right people to work with and engage the donors and were able to do this sort of integrated uh, approach for either a community or a household or a school or anything like that, would it be possible to share a story about one of those experiences
1: okay so um we want to to share one of the uh, sanitation projects so particular we uh, for one of the specific projects we got from global sanitation fund through plan international Cambodia we implemented it since 2000, uh, 2012 to two thousand sixteen and have just recently uh, finished last year for the phase one um, the way we approach the community is to yeah to to define the, to, to work out with uh, our government partners to define the uh, the district or Commune to be selected as the, uh, the target for the project so there are some uh, uh, select criteria and we go together and uh, select together one is about the sanitation coverage so if they are less than 50% so they will be selected and also the uh, second part is the um, willingness and, uh, and the interest of the Local authority in participate in in the project implementation also, and um, yeah, and and it's, it's, it's referred to the uh, the grant guidelines also. So, um, we exclude like challenging environments, so as flooding and and uh, flood prone area was not selected. So this is one of the uh, the sanitation and hygiene improvement program. So the way that we work, so we use the approach of the um, community-led total sanitation and uh, and uh, behavior change communication, and uh, complement with also sanitation marketing and also hygiene promotion. So this project is non subsidy based approach. So um, ideally is to trigger the uh, the issue around. Uh, sanitation, hygiene and water that they have uh, facing challenges and practices and potentially risks that may happen in the future and then we engage them to find the own solution first and then um, three to six months later we bring the uh, another component, another program linked to the sanitation marketing that is developed and uh, train local entrepreneur on the toilet production, and and then we introduce the uh, yeah introduce the products to to the, the community so they they can do it investment by themselves. And from the our project is to support on the follow up visit and community engagement activity. And besides we do also um, uh, some cross cutting issue supports. Like to engage local authority on project implementation. So, we have discussed and clearly the outlined the, uh, what the project would like to achieve. And there's a link also to the uh, national uh, development program on water sanitation and also engage them, local authority, to put this uh, war, uh, sanitation hygiene program to the commune development plan. And we define the key, uh, yeah, key uh, player from the community level to participate in the project. Yeah, and then um, the uh, the ultimate goal of the, the project is to have uh, village uh, open defecation free, so ODF village. So one village have no uh, open defecation. So we will uh, do the assessment with uh, all the partners. And, and then declare us the, uh, all the village. So this is the automatic goal of the project. Yeah, so this, this is one of the specific projects we have mentioned. But uh, some other projects, they have also depend on, uh, so I will preference from donors or from the partner, that they actually uh, they have defined already the beneficiary. Some they have a subsidy program, some they have a donation to the beneficiary but uh, it's all uh, defined by, by them already <clears throat> and, um, and most of them uh, uh, it's not really a, a water sanitation project but it's linked to just small program under the main program for example on food for education program so water sanitation is included on the food and education so they do mainly on food education but on water sanitation, mostly reduce subsidy or, or or offer a grant to to install the system, and including also some uh, training.
0: I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit more about two or maybe three three of the things that you've just kind of touched on. And can you describe uh, community led total sanitation for people maybe who haven't been involved in that process? Because I think it's a really kind of an amazing it is community-led process and I'm hoping you can describe what it's like to sort of Mm -hmm. go into a community and talk with people and make that happen
1: yeah so actually the um, community-led total sanitation so the process has divided into three uh, phases first phase we call pre triggering uh, meetings so is to, idea is to ideally is to prepare the place, select location, and the key player to facilitate the process. And then we agree on <coughs> on the time frame and location. And then uh, a week after two weeks after um the uh the CLDS trictoring meeting conducted in, in New village has conducted. So it takes um two to three hours maximum. So and the can, you, can you
0: speak about what that exactly entails and what happens during that process?
1: Yeah, during the process the triggering meeting, it is taking place in the village level. So it takes two to three hours. And um, there are two groups of participants are invited. One is adult group and another one is a young or, or, or uh, the, the kid group. And then two facilitators are working in different places. So the process they have uh, seven tools, critical tool. So in which clearly is uh, yeah triggers. So first tool I remember is to to do a village mapping. So all participants are invited to do village mapping, but uh, they, they they draw the map on the ground, and also they are. Uh, allowed to to draw the key mens uh, uh, like public local institutions school uh, health center or, or community hall building, and then they uh invited to put a, a number of household a representative of household and then the map household with toilet and without toilet so Another step is to also show us, uh, where the people always do open defecation. And they also use like, some uh some uh like rice husks represent of the amount of fish, fishes to put in the place where they do or uh, open defecation. So this is one of the things we you know household with toilet, without toilet, and where they do open defecation. So second step is to do calculation amount of the this uh, def- the sheet that they have defecated every day by uh, dailies and monthly and yearly and compare our amount of the uh, the books of the, uh, the shit that they have a years and there are few questions around uh, the conversation where does this uh, shit go because uh, in the calculation we find uh, how many tons of shit have been um, stored in that place so yeah, and then we try to discuss amount and also like its flow and it contamination to the waters. And uh, the third, third step is to to go to that place. So uh, participants are invited to visit the place where they do uh, open education to smell it, to observe what are the key uh, infection factors of fly, chicken, pig, and and some of the the, the livestock, and then. The um, the step four is come back and is to do uh, a way of infection, and step uh, five is to do how health, uh, how health impact and also uh, economic economic loss for health, and the step six is to um, to discuss about the uh, the contamination between the uh, the mother and and the children and, and especially the baby. But feeding the uh, the food uh, to the babies and and if they don't uh, wash your hand and the hands contaminated so it's equally uh, provide uh, uh, the baby to eat the and the uh, the last step uh, is to do a planning so which who uh, participant who will, participate who will uh, build a toilet or who will Stop the opening duplication. So this is the the last step, and then the the, the last step is very uh, important that the facilitator had to record those who rest the hand, and then a week after, which is uh, falling into the post triggering uh, uh, phase. So a week after, the, our facilitator have to go to that hustle, to to ask to following up the the plan, how and why uh, they don't build a toilet or during, if they build a toilet so any uh, difficulty or yeah so there's a lot of conversation and during the follow-up uh, visit and uh, the post triggering also as i mentioned is a week after but uh, they have also subsequently uh, following up visits so by weekly or uh, monthly uh, basis and during the uh, post-riggering also yeah, and the, all the three face, um local authority, and especially the village focal point and commune focal Point uh also participated in the process, and they also do more following up, and especially during the post-triggering follow-up, follow that they have to go to um, yeah to push their, that household to build toilet as degree, and also to visit other. Neighborhood that do not have uh, the toilets. Yeah. So this is the three key steps. So, and then as I mentioned, if the uh, yeah all they do following up for all those who did not also participate in in the process also in a, a triggering session. So there's kind of knowledge sharing, and then uh, uh, um, it all village really have use all toilet or they they share toilet. So. The uh, village focal point has to call for the commune focal point and the project team to conduct the verification uh, of the, the the village, and then the team come a week after to do verification, and then it uh, and the verification process has very clear guidelines which is also um, developed by the work sector and and our government also that is very critical and also very clear to access the uh, ODF uh, open edification tree village and then if they ask yeah make these assessment or verification criteria so this village is considered as the uh, ODF village and then they plan for a month after based on the availability of the project and participant to do declaration in the village so declaration it's very important also to inspire them and to share um, the, how important of using toilet and also to ensure sustainability use of the, the toilet also, because of some experience that some all village becomes all the, uh, open education and free again in some in some cases
0: from from kind of start one to start three, how long does it seem to take for? Rainwater Cambodia, I guess, engaging with villages to go from an open so, defecation uh, at least to one hour,
1: Yeah, it is one hour to, from step one to, to three
0: uh, s- Say that again?
1: Uh, uh, one hour oh, Step one, I mean uh, uh, Step
0: one uh, to step three, because like, I feel like oh, you start I mean, with just identifying sort of the key stakeholders and then you take this community okay, through the process over.
1: and then you have to build a toilet step, <laughs> step, uh, um, From step one to uh, step two so
0: Well, just all it, the way through, how it, long yes, does it, it take? take off, to- but,
1: uh, it's all the way, at least uh, six months to eight months. Wow. So we found out some village which have uh, quickly achieved all the village, So it is up to, the, the faster one is like six months or eight months, but uh, not really take takes uh, one year or, or one year and a half. But suddenly, even those two years, that could not reach. Because
0: six to eight months is really fast. I mean, that's... That's a huge yeah, turnaround.
1: Yeah, uh, so in average in I would say like uh, uh, one year and a half, 12 to, to 18 months. So this is the the, faster for, uh, the, the, the average. Mm-hmm.
0: The average amount of time. Yeah. I'm wondering if you could also kind of provide some details around sanitation marketing and how this links in with the process.
1: Yeah, so the, the sanitation marketing is a uh, is, uh, to, to join the, the phase, the step 3 of the CLDS during the post-triggering so during the post-triggering following up so uh, we can link that to a program together so so sanitation marketing, the organized sale events which is organized in the village level and also to introduce about the, the products and also introduce how to get the system also, so they also have a chance to introduce the sale agents, but the sale agents are mostly the uh, village call points, so some of them are very really linked together so if they want toilet, they can just call and then yeah, they know what they they have to pay and now uh, who are the uh, the suppliers
0: so the sanitation marketing is really making sure that you get the best toilet suitable for wherever it's going and you get the right people in to help construct it and and make it happen is that right
1: yeah yeah sanitation marketing is a uh, yeah very important step that uh, exploring during the uh, post triggering session and um you know some experience that the people uh, in Cambodia is uh, com- comparing to some uh, Asian country like South Asia or in African country, the dry toilet seems very well also. But Cambodia's yeah, um, our our community doesn't really like the dry toilet. So at the first stage, that that uh, um, money's budget is one of the the main barriers. That is oh everyone said oh I don't have money. But uh, we try to engage them to find the uh, local resources to do. Uh, no money, no cost toilet, they do, but they had to use uh, their own resources. And um, not many of them are building that type of toilet, but uh, even those, those who build a toilet that type of toilet, but uh, for uh, five or six months later, while they had money, they had to change to use the poor flat toilet, which is uh, bringing from sanitation marketing. So, this is the perception of the uh, our consumer. So, yeah, so, while the experience also with dry toilet on vacation, so they know uh, values and how important of having toilets, so they are have, they have willingness to, to, to invest in uh, buying the the toilet, uh, poor-flug toilet.
0: And it would be really great. Okay, so I'm guessing that the dry toilets are not, Popular because of the waste stream separation is just not convenient for people. Is that, is that why they're not popular, or is it because you can't just flush it away and it, it takes? You yeah, minutes? so
1: there's some some uh, other aspect that 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 may have that may influence to uh, why people don't really like this. So one is yeah as you mentioned. So this it is not uh the waters, but uh, they had to use ash. To reduce the smell, and uh, the difficulty is to to find the as also and the uh, second point is that the uh is, is kind of the perception or mindset of our consumer, so what they want is the, the toilet with a good facility with towel also with the uh, water tank inside bathroom inside that they can take shower and and decide toilet and that is also um, a lot of money so up to, yeah, four five hundred US dollar. While the um, for flat toilet that be introduced to uh, sanitation marketing, this cost around sixty dollars for the ground structures.
0: I'm just thinking about the also the logistics because you talk about four to five hundred dollars, but you're speaking about having pipes bringing in water, then flushing it away somewhere else. So when a community Wants flush toilets, but they don't actually have the infrastructure. Do you build septic systems for households, or do you guys build small-scale wastewater treatment facilities for communities, or what? What actually happens when it does get flushed away?
1: Actually, um, so it is Cambodian look like the uh, the first step. So uh, to to uh, to reach the um, the culprits. But the uh, in terms of waste management or septic tank, yeah, actually they have four flat toilets, but they have only uh, one pit, yeah, one pit only. That just storing of the uh, the waste from 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 toilet. But, but it is full, but it's not. Uh, there's there's no any uh, um, uh, treatment process or treatment process being placed yet for for uh, other country contact. But I know that uh, from the sector, yeah, we are trying to initiate some idea for small debug system, decentralized wastewater treatment, some eco-friendly treatments to treat the waste before it is supposed to come to the environment. But it is just very, very, very small uh, number just on the target, on the pilot stage, yes. Because
0: you, you think about this and you wonder, or excuse me, <coughs> I'm wondering how long a pit will be able to contain the waste if there's zero treatment happening. Um, I mean, first of all, it depends on the size of the pit, I'm sure, and how many mm. people are using it. But at a certain point, it's just going to get filled up, and mm-hmm. then it's going to become even more of a problem. And is there some sort of, I don't know, fear that people are going to go back to open defecation if the pit doesn't serve their
1: needs? Mm-hmm. So actually, um, the, we have yeah we have found that some some household toilet they have already uh, the toilet the, the pit had full already but the experience that they have had is to drain into the empty land so which will be contaminated into to environment and also especially the water also so some of them are yeah, they use for yeah the they bring it to the plantation but there's no treatment process so is still spreading the infection, but uh, the only thing is in uh, in in the town that uh, toilet food and because their drainage is not good, so they had to to call for a burn with the tank truck to pump the sweat from the toilet but uh, in many cases also like in my near my house, so there are many building rooms uh, that are built for uh, renting for the came. Factory for the laborers. The drainage was bad and also the uh, sewage came out into, to the, onto the roads. So, and while the flood comes everywhere flood with the sewage.
0: <laughs> oh, that is terrible. Oh. Yeah,
1: it's terrible. So, I consider that the uh, Cambodian just uh, first step to, and commit to reach the, uh, the coverage, but develop the big efforts. Next is to also do on the waste uh, management also.
0: So right now they're coming in and actually pumping some of these pits out and then maybe taking the waste to some sort of centralized place for treatment. But I guess this is not happening everywhere. Um, It's interesting because it seems like this could be a really interesting opportunity to rethink and engage with because if it's... I mean, those pits aren't going to empty by themselves, and if there's no yeah. treatment, nothing's happening, then there has to be a way to kind of look at this mm-hmm. as some sort of resource. And dry toilets make that possible, but if people aren't interested in having dry toilets, and sanitation yeah, and marketing it, it, isn't pushing Yeah, I feel there's a lot of
1: the uh, question to be answered, so some uncertain know about the factor, why to justify the reason why. Because, uh, you know, uh, for the uh, the 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 private sector with the tank truck, some many of them they don't bring it to the um uh, uh, treatment uh, uh, station but some they just discharge to the
0: oh the, no don't say uh, it don't say it
1: <laughs> some some uh, not not many uh, uh yeah site treatment station that that could be used. And um I I know that um 2009 or 10. There's also the, the study on the uh, opportunity for a private entrepreneur on the flights, pumpings and treatments, and in small town in Cambodia that is run by great is French NGOs in Cambodia and also Boda. But uh, in conclusion, they have the research have draw down this, the the um, there's not a good opportunity for for the, this type of business. But, oh yeah, I'm
0: sure it's not a really see. attractive business. You're not going to be a kid who says, "I uh, want to get into like pumping pits and doing something with solid waste when I yeah, grow up." Yeah, but it was in uh,
1: like 2010, but uh, seven years later, we know some issues, so that could be also uh, some research or study again to find a potential or, or opportunity on this uh, in this field. Also,
0: great. I'm I'm actually trying to look into this kind of. Question. So it's it's really interesting for me to kind of think about it from your perspective uh, and hopefully as I'm able to uncover some other solutions, I have some conversations coming up with other people, uh, I'll be able to share that with you and maybe we can start to think about an international partnership to address this issue because it's, yeah. it's not going to get any better, unfortunately. Thanks. Um, I'm hoping you can also speak a little bit more about the subsidy program and this donation process and the the financial side of getting toilets into communities and how this actually works. Because what I hear you say is that you really do need the community members to invest in this in order for them to see the value and want to continue to keep it up and running. Mm -hmm. Um, So how does that kind of money side of things work? Are there subsidies? Um, You talked about the costs. How does it work?
1: Yeah, actually also, uh, I was talking a lot about the non-subsidy approach, but the subsidy the subsidy program has also been uh, implemented in, in the whole country also. So that's why for the last couple of years, there's also a lot of question about the harmonization about non-subsidy and subsidy-based approach. And then and now I know that the government has also developed the subsidy uh, uh, guideline for the sanitation, and and uh, in the subsidy um, is it is based on what I I know and what I rainwater company have also done uh, implement that also. So it is not um, a standard yet that uh, this is X for subsidy for the poor or for marginalized uh, household, So, still depend on project based, for instance. But uh, I'm sure that um, they will have a lot of uh, a better strength from the government, uh, the guideline on the sub- subsidy program. And uh, of course, we, yeah, we subsidy like, for some particular areas for Kokong pro- provinces, it's the coastal areas, um, which uh, is a very particular community. Where the uh, the the community was evacuated from the shore of the sea and move up to the mountain. There's no water, no the uh, the toilets. So we subsidize a lot. For example, one toilet costs a hundred U.S. dollar for the ground structures. We subsidize up to sixty-five U.S. dollar. But we know also that the bigs program also from East, Midwest, Cambodia, that is very big NGO working also with the government on the subsidy program also. They have subsidies less than that amount, so... Yeah, so... I have mention mentioned that it's still different uh, uh, subsidy um, uh, program. We can get the poor, the same for the poor and materialized group, and uh, but the uh, percentage amount of subsidies is different based on the, uh, the program and NGO. So for water supply, so for rainwater also, so most of our program is subsidy. So we subsidy from seventy uh, percent up to the nine ninety ninety five percent of the our system domestic system. But for toilet, for rainwater catchment, for local institution, for health center, for school, mostly like offer us grant. brand. So, the subset, I mean, the overall no any uh, contribution. But some projects they need like 10% contribution, some they need 30% contribution. But uh, most of the program is to donate for infrastructure for school and health center.
0: Um, okay. I'm thinking of. Two last questions for you. Um, the first one is, what's what's next on the horizon for Rainwater Cambodia? Uh, what are the sort of target areas and target projects and target approaches that you're looking at incorporating into your organization in the near to far future?
1: Mm-hmm. So um, we I have one thing. One is about rain, rain, rainwater uh, harvesting program. So in our next five years, so we want to be expert in the field of rainwater formalization in Cambodia because based on the study uh, we have conducted in 2016 and we have come up with yeah, some apply research and we have found out the key potential area in which we could uh, put more investment to, to do. So we have looked at also about the uh, behavior change and also non-subsidy-based approach and also... A link to access to finance also this is the key critical one that we have to look at and uh yeah for waste, as a whole we we like to continue ours, uh, our uh sanitation and hygiene improvement program so we have a change communication support and also uh refine our was uh, facility designs yeah like adaptable for some particular environments, for challenging environments, so there's no specific design or system that could be in place yet, so this is what we have to look at also. And of course, if we look at also some idea of the waste management uh, system also, it's like small data, so we, for instance, we work with the Boda to provide our expertise on the small scale of a. Uh, a for a treatment for the school so this is an idea so that we could look at also for our future program So
0: the, the last question I have for you it's my kind of closing question and it's about uh, people who listen to this interview and maybe they're really passionate about supporting you getting villages open defecation free or maybe making links to some of the, the future challenges that you're looking to face. How would you encourage people to be more involved in the kind of work that you're doing? Is there any advice that you'd give to people who hear this interview and are really excited about what you're doing and want to get more involved?
1: Yeah, so um, what I'm breaking to ask for is yeah, um, the support from Perspective also from development expert and, and and those who have knowledge on this uh, field is to also look at yeah to closely to our, our context so it is very um, very uh, s- specific so in 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 different uh, uh, in different communities or even those in uh, Cambodia but we have also different uh, area where we have to use a uh, different approach and also we are welcoming also to an innovation or technology which is uh, have sought in mind or have been also successfully applied in some other uh, specific country that is a similar context as Cambodia so as a local NGO and uh, who have also uh, experience in, in, in voice behavior change and also in uh, engineering on was uh, designs and construction. So we are welcome for support and 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 be partners for any uh, uh, ideas or support.
0: Great. So you're particularly interested in other organizations who are doing similar work, who can learn from you and who, from whom you can learn from also. Yeah, sure. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about?
1: <laughs>
0: Any other last closing words you'd like to share with people listening? Um, anything?
1: I think yeah. Um, I thank thank for your yeah for for conversation, and I hope you will also compile all what you have uh, yeah. you have speak to different different people also, and we look forward to see also the the, the report from from you also.
0: Great. Thank you so much for your time, Kia. It was really great to speak with you, to learn about all the amazing things that Rainwater Cambodia is working on. And also, I think that question of really thinking how to link with other organizations and how to share knowledge is is a really big one, both within and outside of Cambodia. Because I have the feeling you guys aren't the only ones struggling with some of these questions. and, um, And being able to, I think, also looking at designs for challenging environments and seeing what's happening outside of Cambodia can be applied. So thank you for your time. It's been really great to speak with you. Keeney is an initiative of the Australian Water Partnership and the International Water Centre Alumni Network. Keeney connects water managers and shares knowledge throughout the Asia Pacific. Visit our website at keeney.org.au for more information and for videos, articles,
1: news, and more.